Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're so glad to have you with us. My name is Jonathan, and I have a good friend of mine on the line with us. I've got Daniel Weiss from the Brush Fires Foundation. So, Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jonathan. It is great to be back on the show and talk with your listeners again and uh, just chat with you about some really cool things going on. Yeah, I'm super excited about the conversation we're going to have today, and uh, and we'll get we'll dive into that in just a minute. Um, but uh, listeners, you know, as we're we're right here in the the middle of summer, and and a lot of times, just you know, the regular um, trend that that means for ministries like ours is that there's there's often a a slump in giving, and that's been true this summer for us. But we trust God, and we are thankful to those of you who've come alongside of us to to partner with us. We are listener supported, so the only way that you're hearing us is through um, those who've come alongside and donated and and partnered. So if you'd like to learn about the ways that you can partner with us, uh, whether it be a one-time gift or an ongoing monthly donation, please go to puresexradio.com and then click on the donate link. Well, Daniel, I'd love to dive in because what we're going to talk about today is this Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit and um, just this, this movement of a collaboration of ministries to seek to come alongside the local church and uh, and be able to help better equip pastors and ministry leaders and lay leaders to know how to just um, uh, understand God's wonderful and beautiful design and purpose for sexuality, but then also how to uh, more effectively uh, deliver that into the hands of the people and, and know how to then spread that that good word. So can you share with our listeners just a little bit of the, the backstory on the Leadership Summit and some things that have happened up to this point? And then let's talk about kind of where things are going um, in the next few years. Yeah, absolutely, Jonathan. I think this backstory is really important and very interesting. And uh, long before there was a Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit, there were a few like-minded individuals that began meeting um, people from across the country who would fly into a place and and really pour into one another. And they would uh, take care of one another. They would talk about ministry stresses. They would talk about the difficulty of their work. They would try to encourage one another and they would uh, come away feeling refreshed. And that small group of people grew uh, until I, I was invited into part of that, uh, that, those meetings. And I remember one in San Antonio, I think in 2013. And it was really profound, the sense of the spiritual unity and the care that people have for one another. And, and those meetings ended up kind of tailing off at a certain point. But a lot of the people stayed in touch, and just a few years ago, a number of those folks came together and said, what if we got more people together and really started to brainstorm how to better engage churches, better engage people with needs, uh, sexual brokenness, pornography addiction, and then how how do we really take back the ground that is God's on this? And out of that, we had our first Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit in San Antonio, back in uh, 2018, and uh, we had about 130 uh, leaders, pastors, uh, ministry leaders, small group recovery leaders, counselors and therapists, and, uh, you know, people from different ministries come together and collectively brainstorm the challenge and the opportunity of serving and equipping churches and Christian leaders, and and I was a part of that planning team, uh, as were you, 
And uh, I was tasked with uh, kind of assembling all the data and all the feedback we got from our brainstorming exercises. And out of that, we formed, uh, we planned, and just recently executed our first training conference, uh, the Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit in Atlanta, uh, just in May. And it was a remarkable event that um, really started us on a, on a significant path of training Christian leaders to engage these deep issues well. Yeah, and, and I want you to talk a little bit about um, some of the, the work that you uh, did specifically over the last year since the, um, the planning meeting that we had in San Antonio, because um, you, along with the, the support and sponsorship of some other ministries, um, commissioned Barna to do some research. And because I think one of the things that we determined um, kind of as a leadership team and those who were part of the core team was that we don't want to just kind of fly off into some direction that doesn't have a very clear focus of why we're doing what we're doing and how to actually meet real needs, not just felt needs. And so the idea was, as you went out and and along with Barna, did some fascinating research. So why don't you tell our listeners just kind of what you discovered regarding kind of the state of the church in America today as it pertains to issues of sexual brokenness and sexual integrity? Yeah, that's a great point, Jonathan. You're you're absolutely right. I think we, we operate, or we have operated too long on hearsay and assumptions and innuendo. And, and the point is, we, we don't really know what we think we know. And so uh, we had a vision of commissioning some original research, and we chose Barna Group because they uh, really do a lot of research in the Christian community. So they know their audience well. And we really wanted to understand, and we narrowed the scope to senior pastors, senior Protestant pastors in America. And they uh, conducted a survey of more than 400 senior Protestant pastors, and they found that, um, you know, we, we, well, let me say we asked questions like, what kind of uh, sexual brokenness issues are you experiencing or encountering in your congregation? How are you handling these issues? Like, what kind of resources are you using? And then we asked pastors some personal questions like, uh, do you feel qualified to do this? Do you feel like you've been equipped or trained? And we asked them some also some personal questions like, what kind of um, self-care systems they had set up for their own needs. You know, and, and did they have accountability partners? Did they have systems in place to help them uh, with their own temptations? And this assumes not that pastors are guilty or sinning. It assumes that in this culture, really no one is untouched by sexualized media and pornographic mindsets all around us. So we have to understand that everyone is affected by this. And we wanted to know if pastors were taking steps to kind of protect themselves in their ministry. So we asked a lot of questions, and, and we really wanted to establish that baseline, Jonathan, that baseline of understanding this is what we're actually dealing with in the church. And um, it was funny. Uh, we showed the preliminary results to to a couple of, you know, some of our project partners. We had 24 separate organizations financially sponsor that survey. So it was a true collaborative effort from ministries all over the country. It, that, that was just a beautiful thing to see. So many ministries really desire to see change and, and support the church. But uh, one of the pastors responded, this doesn't tell us anything we don't already know. And that, 
I kind of chuckle because actually we don't, we didn't know any of this. We just guessed it and assumed it. Um, so that research is forming, it's one of the backbones uh, and, or one of the foundation pieces for uh, the Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit work that we really want to go ahead and serve and equip pastors and other Christian leaders knowing what they actually need, not guessing what they need. Yeah, and I think I think one of the the values to that is, you know, a lot of times, you know, pastors especially, especially when you're talking about senior pastors or or, you know, they're they're pulled in a thousand different directions in any given right. day and uh, while they may intuitively have a sense and sometimes even more than intuitively, they have people coming in and out of their office that are that there is a lot of sexual brokenness, sexual confusion, sexual sin going on in their congregation, they often feel very um, overwhelmed and ill-equipped for being able to know how, where to even start. It's kind of like, um, it, it makes me think a little bit of like the story of the, the guy that's, that noticed this guy down on the, on the beach and there's, you know, thousands of, of uh, starfish that had washed up on the shore you know, and he's just tossing, he's noticed this guy tossing them back in one by one. And his thought was, dude, you're not going to make any kind of difference whatsoever in this. And of course, the one that he's holding that he throws in, he says, well, I made a difference for this one. Right. And I think, well, that's a, that's a great story. It's like, but there's still thousands of starfish on the sea, on the, on the, uh, on the beach. And I think sometimes a, a pastor looks at the issue and he, he sees all the variations of brokenness that are going on around him in his congregation as well as in the community. And it just feels t- like too much. And, um, and so I think what we're trying to do is we're trying to kind of sift through all of that sense of what's overwhelming and try to come alongside pastors through the Leadership Summit, which is a true collaboration of all kinds of ministries that have various um, strains of focus in the arena of sexual brokenness, to be able to come together and provide guided research-based training so so these churches can start to get kind of a game plan for, okay, how are we going to deal with the starfish, so to speak, that are just just strewn all across the beach of our congregation? And so speak a little bit to that about how a pastor especially, but also just any any leader in ministry could find strategic and specific benefit to their ministry um, in the realm of sexual brokenness by attending a leadership summit or by getting involved with the Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit. Absolutely. And, and you know, the, the one thing I want to say up front is people could look at our research and um, it is available for free if you just go to our website, brushfiresfoundation.org. You can download the reports that we have there. But the people could look at that research and say, oh, our pastors aren't doing enough or they're not being responsible. But that is the farthest, farthest thing. It's diametrically opposed to why we conducted this research. Our sole goal is to serve and support pastors and to use this research to equip them to train them and to encourage them. And so we see this as very pro-pastor. And, you know, let's take for what you said, let's take that assumption as true that pastors are overwhelmed and it's too much. Okay, so if that's true, we still are left with the question and the challenge of what we're going to do as Christians in this culture. 
And I think that is a key point. It is too much for a pastor to do. And no one here, and no one in, in associated with SILS sees this as a pastor-only job. That's a key part of why we are saying it's sexual integrity leaders. It's not sexual integrity pastors' summit. Right. And other Christian leaders include elders, uh, you know, board chairs like education committee, uh, discipleship committee. It involves church staff. It involves counselors and therapists, lay counselors. It also involves parents, because parents are Christian leaders who have a charge to equip uh, the children in their family. And so we, the, the, the definition of leadership is, is maybe broader than people assume. Uh, and we want them to understand that, you know, even if you're not in a formal position of leadership, if you have influence in the church, if people listen to you, if you have pull and sway and you can help change the culture of the church, we want you to come to this because we understand this summit is based on the premise that nobody can do this alone. And it's going to require both a top-down approach and a bottom-up approach. The top-down is how we equip the pastors, pastors and the staff the bottom-up is how we engage the congregation and the lay leaders. And together, I think we can truly begin to transform the culture of our church. That will allow us to talk about these issues, these very difficult, sensitive, even controversial issues of sexuality uh, with grace, with compassion, as well as with truth, both research-based truth and scriptural truth. Yeah, and I would say I would say one of the things that I think I have seen so far anyway that that sort of makes the Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit a little bit unique in this space of ministry is I think there's, um, you know, there are conferences out there for pastors. There's conferences out there for um, different aspects of, you know, sexual brokenness. But many times those are, there's a very small um, group of leaders, or maybe it's even a single organization that is kind of putting something like that on, and for lack of a better way to put it, you're you're sort of being invited into a particular product or program um, to implement, yeah. right? Yeah. And the way the Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit works is we're saying, no, 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 there is a, um, a recognition that we value everyone at the table in terms of voice and we need you in the movement we need your so it's not as if like we're inviting you into a specific program or a a you know a one size fits all process but we're actually saying no 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 we're wanting to invite you into a movement that says um as the as the leadership summit mission statement states we're trying to equip church leaders through collaboration to inspire sexual wholeness it's really that collaborative piece that I think um, makes this a little bit unique. It also, and I want you to speak to this a little bit, Daniel, it also makes it more challenging. Um, I think sometimes I, I recognize now, having gotten a few years into us really being part of trying to um, to move, you know, just give momentum to this movement, I recognize now why a lot of times it's, uh, many conferences point to a program or a process because it's easier. Um, <laughs> you know, when you're trying to to truly collaborate, it takes a lot more. But speak a little bit to why collaboration, when it comes to helping the local church and especially in regards to sexual brokenness, why is collaboration so important as part of this movement? 
Yeah, it's it's it is absolutely a great point, uh, Jonathan. And the collaboration is not just a collaboration between you know more than a dozen or two dozen ministries and and and, and leaders and speakers coming together. Um, I think we had something like twenty plus speakers at our last conference, most of which were with their own organization or working independently. So that, that is a real testament. And these were folks who invested. You know, many of them came down on their own dime. They paid for their own plane fare and lodging, um, in part because this is a, just a fledgling movement, and, and we did have quite the resources. But it shows the level of investment and the passion people have for this. But the collaboration piece is also the people that attend. That is what we learned in San Antonio, and it's a key part of what SILS, the Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit, is doing moving forward. Our next conference or summit in Portland next May, is going to be heavily emphasizing the integration of the attendees. And many of our workshops and even our breakout sessions are going to be organized and arranged in such a way that there's group discussion. So it's not just come to a conference where we tell you what we think you need to hear. It's where we talk together about what needs to be done. And that is truly distinctive, I think, among conferences. Because we understand uh, we don't have all the answers, the organizers. Some of those answers are waiting to be discovered, and we can't do that without the help of other people that are also interested and passionate about this. Um, I want to say one thing, and I'll let you get to your next question, but, you know, why why should someone come to a a Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit? Well, That was my next question, Daniel. Well, I, I just, I want to let our past attendees make the case. And we collected feedback after our Atlanta event. I'm just going to read a couple of these and we can let you respond. But uh, this is from a pastor. And he writes, finally, this is the conference on sexuality and identity I've been waiting for. I have been to many, many workshops and conferences on this subject as a youth minister. But this is the first one where I walked away with real answers to real questions on the hearts and minds of my youth and myself. I will be recommending and attending. This is a must for anyone in youth ministry or who works with young people today. Uh, that was one of them. I want to read you this other one. Um, and, you know, honestly, we've, we've got dozens and dozens of these, um, but we don't have time to read them all. Um, let's see here. Uh, I thought I had that pulled up, Jonathan. Well, here's uh, the SILS conference continues to be a must-attend event for me as it allows me to hear up-to-date perspectives and ministry ideas from others on the front lines of sexual brokenness and addiction ministry. It also grounds me in a biblically-based approach to this struggle. And that was from the director, Jay Hogg, of uh, Living Without Lust. So he had been to two of our conferences already. Um, You know, there's just dozens of these kind of um, uh, feedback. Uh, here's, here's, Here's one more. SILS is a great place of resources and learning for ministers to help them walk this difficult life topic. As we learned in 2019, that's just our previous Atlanta conference, quote, if someone has a sexual issue, then they have a spiritual issue that needs to be addressed, unquote. And that was one of the messages that came out of our Atlanta summit, is this isn't just about sex. It's not just about what we do with our bodies or our behavior. This is a core issue of identity, human identity, and our spiritual life with God and with others. 
this is absolutely a frontline issue for churches today. This is a frontline issue for Christians in our culture. And and what I'm excited about is everyone associated with the Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit understands this and has that same passion. And all we want to do is serve, equip, support, strengthen, and 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 help this movement expand. Yeah. And I, I, I think, uh, you know, we've got we've got listeners from all over the place. We've got, um, you know, we've got men, we've got women, we've got married, we've got single. Um, you know, as you talked about that sort of broader definition of of leader, um, what would you say to the person out there that goes, listen, you know what, I'm I'm actually kind of in my own place of brokenness. I, I, I don't have I don't have it quote unquote all together in this area. So I probably just need to turn this podcast off at this point because there's no way that this really applies to me. How would you speak to that person that feels like they're not quote unquote qualified to be put into the conversation of a leadership summit? Is there anything that you would say to them that might help them to reframe what what things could look like moving forward and how their connection to the leadership summit um, is not maybe as far off as they might think it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. We need to clarify this point because Jonathan, I know be broken. You've been doing this for years. You have your gateway to freedom conferences and these are very specific, you know, weekends to help people that are struggling with sexual brokenness issues, porn use and addiction. And it's kind of a, a, a getaway retreat to kind of jumpstart, uh, or reinvigorate that recovery process. So th- this is not a recovery or you know addiction recovery type of event. We're not taking people through that personal process of addiction recovery. So we don't want to confuse people that way. However, it's also not an event for people that have it all together. In fact, we have a number of people, even though we've, we've built this and, and, and promoted it as a leadership summit, some of the leaders that showed up in Atlanta were like a, a mom from Portland who just wanted to know how to address these issues with her kids. She was a hairdresser. I mean, mm-hmm. she is not the picture what you would Im- imagine a typical leader to be. But I sat next to her during one of the breakout sessions, and she was engaged, and she was, she was as passionate as anyone in that room. And she had a heart for her kids. She had a heart, obviously, Portland being a place of, of deep sexual brokenness kind of institutionalized in its culture there in its social fabric. Um, and she wanted guidance and advice and she was going to take that home and, and, and put that into her family life and really serve her children. So parents, parents are a target audience for us. And in Portland, we're going to have some very uh, family home and parent specific uh, programming there, but there were other people as well. I met a couple of uh, women who, really wouldn't have fit that definition of leadership, um, except they're part of a, uh, a follow-up team from Atlanta, and they're planning future engagements for the city of Atlanta with some of the SILS uh, steering committee. So they've become leaders through the process of attending. They had a heart, an interest, and a passion, didn't know where to place it, didn't know exactly how to execute uh, or, you know, um, focus that. And after leaving the summit, uh, they've been able to plug in right away and are immediately contributing to future events in Atlanta and have, based on the notes I've seen of the meetings, are, are fully engaged in, in, in offering some great perspective 
um, on those those planning discussions. So, yeah. and, um, and if you I have do... a passion, if you're an engaged Christian, you want to see something happen. This is the kind of event where you can take practical information home with you. You can begin to make some changes in your churches. You can start talking with your elders and your pastors and your church staff. You can begin that process right where you are. Yeah, I think uh, if you look at the Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit, across the board, it's really still a—it's, it, you know, we're all—everybody um, who's involved in it is is a leader in training. So there's no such thing as, like, a, a perfect leader, like exactly. you got it all done. Um, but for those of th- those who are out there that are maybe on the front end of dealing with, the, with their own sexual brokenness, we always, I always like to plant a seed, even in our Gateway to Freedom workshop, with guys who are dealing with serious crisis and addiction and things like that. I always still like to plant the seed of vision of saying, hey, listen, you know what? You're, you're a leader in training. You, you're at a particular stage where there's healing that's needed in your life. But I guarantee you, at a point, God is going to perform things in you that's going to create a story that then is going to be valuable to someone else's life to draw them into the light. So we're all in process on this. And I think our listeners know me well enough that um, they know that they wouldn't let me in the door at this place if it was for people that had it all figured out. So uh, (laughs) thankfully, they let, you know, this is for broken people who are seeking to essentially uphold God's design for for sexuality and then be able to learn how to help the local church deliver that message more effectively in with grace yeah. and truth. So so Daniel with our last remaining minutes how can people first of all just get more information about the Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit and then how could they even um uh look to getting involved in future summits? Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to emphasize that 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 final piece about um, leaders in training, I think one of the things people will encounter, I can almost guarantee it, and um, I, I should probably back it up a little bit, but it's certainly our intention and the way we're organizing these summits is that the community of like-minded people is its strength. And there's a spiritual unity because God is truly at work. So if someone is, is wanting to know more and isn't sure, I think what they're going to come away with is a profound sense that they are not alone, mm. that there are others doing the same work, wrestling with these same questions, uh, wanting to see change. And when you realize you're not alone in this, it makes any action that much uh, easier, that much more um, you know, capable to do, do the hard work. And, and I think the, the, the relationships that have formed are lasting because people understand we're in the trenches together. You know, there are no atheists in foxholes. And when you come to a SILS event, you understand where your spiritual friendships are, and, and you are deeply empowered by that. So I'm really excited about that element, that, that, that spiritual unity and that sense of community and fellowship. That is what is making this grow into a movement. It's not the content per se, although that's really great, and we love the, the teachers we have and the, and the speakers coming in but it's the fellowship and the community that is making this possible. So if people want to know more about this, they should go to sexualintegrityleaders.com. And we don't yet have the the registration for Portland up. Um, We're in the process of of nailing all that down. We expect to have that done by the end of the summer, and it will be available for registration. But I believe you can sign up for our email list there and uh, stay connected with us that way. There's also a Facebook page um, 
and Jonathan, you'll have to forgive me. I don't have that on the tip of my my mind, so maybe you can post that. Um, but also, I just wanted to let people know about Brush Fires Foundation, and they can get that original research on pastors at brushfiresfoundation.org. It's right on our homepage. Yeah, and you can actually, if you go to sexualintegrityleaders.com and under the church resources, there's several of our ministries that are listed there. Brush Fires is one of them. Um, and mm-hmm. so I think if you go to sexualintegrityleaders.com, um, you'll get all the information about the summit. You, you, I encourage you to go ahead and save the date for the Portland event. It's May 14th through the 16th. Um, and then that way, and then also sign up for the, uh, the newsletter because that comes out about once a month and that will certainly be a way for you to be, uh, in the know when the registration actually opens up for being able to come to Portland. Uh, but Daniel, thanks again for being with us and for the work you're doing in this space. We appreciate having you. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much. And, and as you've seen our ministry grow and, uh, you just know things are really, really changing. If people feel hopeless, if they feel discouraged looking at the culture, I want to encourage them to look to Christ, because what Christ is doing is expanding, and he is taking back territory. And I, I feel so honored and humbled not only to, to be called to this, but to work with people like you and the rest of the staff at Be Broken. Um, this is exciting. This is, these are exciting times, not discouraging times. There is so much ministry happening. Yeah. Well, listeners, we're always glad that you're with us. And if you've got questions for us, feel free to reach out to us um, uh, about the summit or about any of our resources for wherever you are in your journey. And we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.